0: You're listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast, where together we thrive in life by using our faith to find strength, direction, and purpose. Full of wit, wisdom, and a little grit and grace, Cubicles and Christ provides the inspiration you need to be strong and spiritually authentic in all you do. And now, your host, author, speaker, certified executive coach, Kelly Johnson. Hi, and
1: welcome to the show. Today, I am super excited to talk to Lisa Freeney. She is the founder of Lisa's Lemonade, an organic and vegan, fresh, all-natural lemonade that you have definitely got to check out. But today, we're going to talk about Ruthless Trust. We're going to talk about some amazing experiences of just experiencing the power of God in your life and in your career, your business, even your family. Lisa is originally from the south side of Chicago, now living in Texas, has spent some time in California as well, and she is just a firecracker. I know you will love her story. Lisa, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Thank you, Kelly. It's an honor to be
1: here. Absolutely. And actually, you know, Lisa and I were both featured in CEO Mom Magazine, the Dallas issue. So check that out, ceomommagazine.com. And that's really how the Lord brought us together. i I would not have met Lisa had it not been for the magazine article more than likely or at least that's how God used the magazine article to bring us together. So that's a little bit of how
2: Lisa and I came to know each other. And it was a wonderful luncheon and it was just such a neat thing to connect with you there and meet you. So yeah, we're going to have we're going to have a great conversation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have fun and You know, as Lisa mentioned, a lot of times you're featured in a magazine with other people, but you may not always have the opportunity to get to know each other. But we were really, really blessed by Dr. Melanie Ross, who opened up her home for a luncheon of all of the fellow honorees. And it was just such a treat and um, such a blessing. But um, Lisa, let's first, let's talk about the lemonade. How did you start your business? When did you do that? Let's, let's talk about maybe the backstory of your product.
2: Okay. Um, The lemonade is from uh, when my son was in kindergarten and he was diagnosed with ADHD. We had to get rid of sugar dyes, preservatives and things like that from his diet because in my research, children that have ADD respond better and can have better focus without sugar. And so in, in the process of trying to help him, Uh, got rid of sugar, mainly from our diet, and that was a little challenging to do with lemonade, so, you know, how do you make lemonade without sugar, (laughs) and have it taste good, so I spent a number of years perfecting a set of recipes, and uh, fast forward about 15, well, not 15 years, 10 years, and in the process of figuring out what I wanted to do in this season of my life, uh, the lemonade was a, was something that I really wanted to bring to the market. Had a reputation for it. People loved it, and there wasn't anything else out there on the market because it's very low calorie and all cold pressed, raw, vegan, organic, and all that good stuff. So, so yeah. So now we're we launched this past October. I've been working on it for about two years, and we're in a few restaurants in Dallas, and it's uh, been a really amazing, exciting journey because our 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 mission and our passion is to inspire people to live on the bright side. That's our tagline. Mm -hmm. So from a number of stories in my own life and um, the times I've been inspired by others, uh, we were spreading inspirational stories of people who literally have taken their lemons and turned them to lemonade and just celebrating, celebrating the journey that people go on to create the life that they love. That's so fantastic. And I'm curious,
1: I know that you're a preacher's kid and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and that service um, in the community was a big part of growing up, um, which is why you focus so much on what you call hero stories. We're going to we're going to link to the video that you shared with me, Lisa, um, and it'll be available in the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook. So be sure to go over there and check it out and, and hear more about Lisa's wonderful company and the, the mission that she's on to inspire others through stories of turning lemons into
2: lemonade. Um, but do, do you want to say anything about that, Lisa? Well, I, I would say, you know, the passion for me, where that came from was when I was a, a, a preacher's daughter you know i grew up in in the church and had many opportunities to serve mm-hmm. and one of them was on i don't know if you know what what this is or if that term is even used now but it was a bus route where we would go into the inner city of south chicago into the projects and gather the kids that would go with us and bring them to church on sunday morning on a bus so it was where i really grew my compassion for people and people who had less than me and even though i didn't have all that much myself. Uh, that was certainly the place where I just fell in love with people. And so the business that I'm building has a lot to do with helping people. We have a real um, a mission to help people with the profits and that type of thing. God has been faithful through this whole process of making this business from nothing because I spent uh, over 10 years as a stay-at-home mom and then created this business. So it's, I've had a lot to learn.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm curious also as a mom, Um, And just being on that journey with your child and the diagnosis of ADHD and just trying to sort of troubleshoot, problem solve, how did a solution that you were working on for your family, how did it bleed out into the community? Like what prompted that?
2: Well, when I was going through a real transition time in my life, I experienced a divorce and my marriage fell apart. And it was uh, not anything I wanted And it was just a real challenge for me and a real spiritual growth time for me too. Um, I've come to believe that transition time, anytime we're going through like a big transition or big disappointment, it's like so powerful. God can just like use that to like change us, you know, put all those broken pieces back together. And when I was no longer a stay-at-home mom, was now a single mom, I needed to get out there and, and find a job. And so I spent almost two years really figuring out what I wanted to do. It took me that long to really figure out what I wanted to do. And in the end, because people loved this product, and they was not anything out there on the market like this. So that's really how that came to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming, you know,
1: neighbors and friends and family, you would just sort of share the lemonade with and would
2: they give you feedback? Like, what was that like? We we serve it at parties and things like that, and they're like, "This is the best lemonade." <laughs> and we tell them, "Well, there's no sugar." They're like, "You're joking, right? You're kidding, you know?" So we kind of caught on to the recipes that I'd come up with. People were pleasantly surprised. That's cool. And I
1: um, I know that you use stevia as a as a key ingredient to make it sweet. Can you talk a little bit about kind of I'm a little bit of a wellness geek. And so I would love, (laughs) I'd love for you to sort of educate people. You know,
2: I know we can't go into a lot of detail, but why no sugar? Well, what I noticed with my son, when he ate sugar, I would see a, a sharp difference in his behavior and his ability to focus. So all of the scientific background information of it, I really can't explain. But so many, you know, you see research online that points to the same. For me, it was just as a mom, I noticed that in him. And then a lot of research backs up the fact that while well, sugar feeds so many things in our body, that's just damaging our body. So sometimes stevia gets a bad rap. So we use organic stevia, which minimizes aftertaste. And then the way we've come up with the whole recipe, you really can't taste it in there. And we also use organic uh, erythritol, which is an FDA approved all natural sweetener. And a touch of organic agave nectar. So it has a little bit of lots of natural sweeteners in there that are zero calorie or no calorie. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I use organic stevia in um, mostly my tea, but Mm -hmm. um, I made that switch a while ago. And so that's when I was looking and doing research on your lemonade, I was um, very intrigued by that and just want to help educate people on the better for you alternatives to regular sugar, because I know there's different color, there's yellow and pink and green packets and all of that when you're out in public restaurants. And so it can be kind of confusing about what your options are.
2: <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> so, for sure. Just my high suggestion is just don't, don't do the uh, synthetic sweeteners. <laughs> yeah. So you're a CEO and a founder,
1: former stay-at-home mom. Former marketing executive, so I know that you spent a significant amount of time in the marketing space, um, in the, the corporate environment, but now that you fast forward are a CEO
2: of a company, why do you think it's important to be spiritually authentic? For me, in my journey of feeling spiritually authentic, uh, the, the purpose is, of course, we have people watching us and people are going to be confused when we speak about Christianity, and our actions don't line up with that. But for me, the most important reason is inside of my own heart and mind and soul and spirit, I need to know that I am living in a way that lines up with what I say, because then I, I feel powerful, like I don't feel um, confused even about myself. When my actions are lining up, with my beliefs, then I feel like I could just take on the world. Yeah. And I think you talked about sort of a being congruent
1: with your spirituality. Mm -hmm. What
2: does that mean for you? Well, it means having that things that we believe line up in every area of our life. Like, for example, if I recently had a situation with someone that works with me, and we kind of got off, you know, in not great terms. And so I asked myself, okay, what how can I be congruent with what I say? I really say I want this company to be Christ like in everything that we do and I want the people that work here to love working here. So I had to solve that by humbling myself and really looking at, okay, what what was I doing wrong here? And what was I doing that wasn't congruent with what I say and what I believe and what I feel is right. And it felt really good to be able to apologize and say, wow, I was not lined up there. Mm-hmm. And then after I was, I did that, me, myself as a leader, go, leaders go first. When I did that, then the the other person was able to be also in themselves. And then they did that. And I didn't even have to guide that. So that congruency is, it's not always be there. We're going to always, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. But when we do, it's authentic to humble ourselves and look and say, okay, what what did I do here? And how can I make this right? Yeah. Um, so that, I think that creates a congruency, so we don't have unfinished business with people, we don't have um, situations where we look back and kind of feel like, oh, I didn't handle that right, well, of course we're going to have situations where we don't handle them right, but go, let's go back and make them right.
1: Yeah,
2: that's so So good. So that we can be lined up in our heart and spirit that our life does truly reflect what we say, and our actions reflect what we say, and if, if we mess up, and we do it wrong, that we go back, we have a authentic, vulnerable conversation, and make it right. Yeah, that's so so foundational to being
1: a you know a Christian leader, um, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Sometimes if that's a hard pill to swallow to mm-hmm. go back and be yeah. be the bigger person. <laughs> so I just want to commend you for that.
2: Yeah, and in that in that conversation, I did say I said you know it's hard to be in this position of leadership because. I have to look at myself. I'm in a situation constantly where I don't. I mean, everybody can see what I'm doing, and so I have to be willing to let that level of authenticity be in my life, um, to where I'm like, "Wow, I really messed up there, and let's make this right." Mm-hmm. Um, so leaders are always going to any any place. Any of your listeners are leading, whether it's in a cla in a Sunday school class, in a in an office, in In a family, whatever it is, that is going to require a high level of authenticity and congruency for us to feel like we're spiritually authentic and spiritually lined up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I know that when you and I were talking earlier, you talked about the benefit of being spiritually authentic is that you're certain.
2: Mm -hmm. Can you say more about that? I, so what I've experienced is the more I spent in. And this was particularly when I was going through a divorce, you know, I needed to be certain that what I was doing was right. So I spent a lot of time in the scripture. I spent a lot of time praying, uh, everything from fasting to seeking advice. And you, I got to the point where I was certain that what I was doing was right. It wasn't in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And again, the same thing with starting this company. And I wasn't exactly certain in the very beginning that I was going down the right path. But things keep happening. And God kept showing up. And there was confirmations along the way to where I became very certain. And the point I am right now is I'm very, very certain I'm going down the right right path. And so the same thing applies in our, our spiritual life. You know, we get in the Bible, dig in there, figure out what we what we really believe. I mean, at time zero, when things are really, really real. And when we figure it out, we're like, this is what I believe. This is not what I'm being taught. This is not what Everybody around me believes it's just what I believe it's between me and God, and i'm this is if there's nobody else there but me and God, this is what I believe, and this is what i'm gonna do and for me when when I have gotten to that place where my actions line up with what I believe then it it feels it just feels powerful like you're able to go out in the world and really make a difference because you're the real the real deal right, right. What
1: would you to say to someone right now who might mm-hmm. want to say to you right now? Well, Lisa, I'm trying to get certain. I'm trying to get clear. I just don't know how. I am praying. I mean, like, what else? Like, what would you say um, to someone who's struggling with getting that level of certainty that you just talked about?
2: Okay. Well, the first thing is to be okay with the process, be mm-hmm. okay with the journey, yes. and to <laughs> feel so good about the fact that you are pressing in you're reaching for God, you're reaching for the truth and feel so good about the fact that you care about getting certain because that's the process, the fact that you care about being certain, the fact that you want to do what's right for your life or other people around you, that you have to not be so hard on yourself and that every step that we take, whether it's reaching out and I would say the other part is to keep taking action. Don't expect yourself to have the answer right away. You know, just like when I was starting this business, I I reached out to so many people and I gave myself grace. Like, I don't have the answer right now what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. But I know I just don't want to go do anything. I want to do something that's really going to matter in the world. So that's probably going to take a little while to figure out. And so I would talk with people, I would read magazines, I would take personality tests. So I learned myself and what you know, who am I really? So I'm going to be doing something that matches up with my personality. And that that process wasn't easy. I mean, because we all want to know. We all want to have certainty right away. But that's not generally going to happen. You know, you get lightning bolt hit and we get really clear on that's what we got to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> so and then also giving yourself the freedom to go down a path that wasn't the right one. Yeah. And just... um You know, like I I did a few other things before Lisa's Lemonade and I went down that path. I'm like, oh, well, six months down the road, that's not the right path because that doesn't fill me up. That doesn't make me feel passionate about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And I think if we can give ourselves freedom to go down some wrong roads to get to the right one, that we're learning all along that journey. We're learning. We're learning. And all that learning is going to make us really powerful when we get to the place of certainty, the place where um, we, we know this is where we're supposed to be, this is what God has for us, and we're moving forward. And that's what I feel with the company I'm doing now. I'm like so certain, and it feels really, really good, but it wasn't always that way. Right.
1: Yeah, and I know that when you and I were talking, um, I mean, I've experienced this in corporate America, but I've absolutely experienced it as a business owner of how, you know, God's not going to just hand us something. Um, no and that's biblical it's he wants us to be a co-partner with him and he doesn't serve things up on a silver platter now we may have very abundant blessings and all of that good stuff but we've got to work and we've got to roll up our sleeves to get to that level of certainty that you talked about and i love what you said about it's a learning process and the learning process includes what you might perceive as a mistake. Or um, like maybe you went in a direction and you realize that wasn't quite what God was leading me to. Let me me turn back around and go the other way. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That is part of the learning experience. And I know I shared with you, Lisa, and I don't even think I've shared this on the show yet, but my consulting and leadership coaching business is really my, it's my third business. This is not my first rodeo with being a business owner <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it feels like a rodeo sometimes. No. Uh, <laughs> um And, and I look back on those other businesses that I've had that were very different from what I'm doing today. They were profitable, but they weren't fulfilling. And I can now see how God has used the different experiences, both my corporate experiences as well as my stints in business ownership, my side hustles. He has used all of those things to help me with where I am today and even doing this show. So I think sometimes we beat ourselves up that we don't have the answer right now or that we're not further along than what we think we should be because we've come up with some kind of magic timeline in our minds of, I should have certain things done by a certain point. I don't know. What would you say to
2: that, Lisa? Well, I had someone ask me a question recently, and the question was, okay, did you have benchmarks set in place on getting this (laughs) business going? And I told them, I said, no way. What I did is I just kept moving forward, and I kept making mistakes and learning, and I kept going in the direction of what what I really believed I wanted to do. And God was going to close the door, or He was going to change my direction if I wasn't going in the right direction. Um, So, yeah, and and even in the beginning, there was a number of businesses I wanted to open, and I had this conversation with someone, a business advisor, and they're like, "Just pick one." And so many times, I think we think, "Oh, there's just one thing I'm supposed to be doing." And what I have found over my, you know, many, my whole lifetime of a relationship with God is that He He's going to bless us he's going to show up for us he's going to help us accomplish a number of things in life and um, it feels for me what I have what I feel is that he's like go you're like a kid in a candy shop go figure out what brings you passion what brings you joy in the world because we all have different personalities and all have different interests and then go make a difference in the world for me for God in that area yeah so that's what that's what I've done and I can share with you some things that have helped me find my passion. Please do. Would you like me to do that? Yes. Okay. There's some practical, practical things that along with a lot of advisors and speaking with people, there's some practical things you can do. Like ask other people around you, your closest people say, what is it you see me light up about? Mm. Like when you see me doing this activity, you look alive and you look like happy Mm. and, or Okay, so you ask other people because a lot of times we ourselves can't see the things that other people see us light up about. Mm. The other is ask yourself, okay, when there's a conversation going on and that topic gets brought up, I want to get involved in that topic. Like I'll jump right into conversation on that topic because that's something that you are kind of like drawn to. Another thing is when you go into a bookstore, what type of books do you gravitate towards? Mm. What do you want? What section do you go? What kind of books do you want to pick up and read? And that's going to tell you more of what your passion is. And then ask yourself, when you do this, this particular thing, you feel really satisfied. What is that? Yeah. And those are just some practical things that help maybe narrow down that area, that when you get into that area, it's going to fulfill you, it's going to feel like really satisfying Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I love that word satisfying because I think I used that with you, Lisa, when mm-hmm. we were talking earlier. The other businesses, even though I made a profit, they weren't satisfying. And I. Couldn't explain it at the time or back then. It just didn't feel very satisfying. I mean, I was okay. I could do it, and I was fine. But now that I know what it looks like and what it feels like to be operating mm-hmm. within your purpose and passion, it's completely different. Um, and I would even say I might would add sort of a fifth criteria, and that is, it's not necessarily a question, but it's really more of an encouragement to not filter. What comes up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That's true. That's true. Because we can say, "Oh, well, I love to uh, create compost. I mm-hmm. like to, I like to recycle. Whatever
2: you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever you <laughs> can really light up about, it's really yeah, you might be totally surprised what comes up. Exactly, and, and that area might be your like your place that your passion will come out in the world and where you are going to make a difference. you So it's a very, very good point. Don't limit. Don't limit the possibility mm-hmm. of what God can do with your passion.
1: Absolutely. I love that. That's, that's perfect. I'm so glad you said that. And I even would love for you to maybe touch on, you've mentioned this a couple of times, that it took you two years to figure out what you wanted to do. Can you sort of speak to that journey? Because Sometimes I think as, as successful business owners, that part of the story, that part of the journey isn't always highlighted, but it's so critical. Um, What, what would you say about what was going on between you and God
2: and, and all of your ideas during that two year period? Well, there was a lot of, what do I do? Um, You know, I'd been a, a stay at home mom. And so now I'm like, wow, okay, what am I supposed to do? It was just a strange feeling. And there, so there was a lot, of, a lot of prayer, a lot of thinking, a lot of research on what types of jobs are out there, what's the possibility, a lot of going to business conferences and things like that, just trying to figure it out, like what am I supposed to do? And because I kept taking action, I kept mm. having conversation with people, I kept doing these things that I suggested uh, for your listeners, that type of thing, it began to emerge and kind of get narrowed down. Plus, there was a lot of prayer, a lot of meeting with the leaders at church, um, and also personality testing. You know, so I kind of learned who I was more. And that journey of the uncertain time was not comfortable. But then starting a business is not comfortable either. And then taking on employees and all of that. There's part of it that's not comfortable. So what I've come to find for me in my life is that our walk in this life, there, there's going to be something not comfortable almost all the time, if you were making a difference in the world. Mm. And so being okay with that, letting yourself get okay with the fact that life, there's going to be parts of life that are uncomfortable, but we moving forward and having that ruthless trust that God is with us in that whole process and that we're showing up in the world um, as an authentic person, authentic Christian uh, gives us opportunity to feel like really, like our life makes a difference. Like what we're doing makes a difference in the world. Uh, so be comfortable with the figuring it out stage. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable with that and let yourself go through that, but don't stay in it too long.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Um, you know, that kind of leads me that uncomfortable feeling. I call it attention point too, just attention that can that can come as a result of being uncomfortable, but what would you describe as a really pivotal or Esther moment in your career, in your business, where you felt like or you knew you were at a point of no return? What would you say um, were some of those experiences for you?
2: Well, I, I love that you uh, mention Esther because she has always been a hero of mine. No, seriously, I just, she is so, she was so bold and passionate and brave. And so I've always just admired her story and how God used her and the big impact she had on, you know, her whole, her people. Mm -hmm. So that there were definitely, there have been many times where I have felt like I'm standing right in front of the gate, the doors to the King's, you know, chamber, and I have to push those things wide open and I have to move in there and I have to walk forward and I have to talk and I have to take action. And it's scary. Like one of them was, when you in Tarrant County, there is a competition for business plans, and I competed in that last year and was in one of the top ten business plans in Tarrant County as I was building the the business, building the company. Congratulations! And I thank you. And I had to present to a room full of bankers and um, investors, and it was this big conference room. There were probably a hundred people in there, and all top ten we had to do a, like a four minute presentation. Well, I'm sitting there and it's getting closer and closer to my turn. And I'm like, almost in panic mode. I'm like, breathe, Lisa, breathe. You can do this. But I seriously was looking at the door, like, is there a way to get out of here? Aww, yeah. You know, because like scary. So I can imagine that's probably how Esther felt, you know, mm-hmm. when, when she was opening the door, that's real. We're going to yes. feel that feeling of fear when we're going to do something powerful and big and important. But What I did was I certainly was praying and reminded myself, take a deep breath, get up there, do your best. And so I did. I got up there and was given really great reviews. But yes, absolutely. Those moments of fear that we have to push through because we are on a mission and we're creating something, whether it's a a family, whether it's a business, whether it's um, a ministry that absolutely those moments are going to come and we push through them and it feels good when we do afterwards.
1: Absolutely. It's that kind of leap, leap into the wind that you shared with me um, as well. So I know that there were some pretty um, dire seasons in your life where you really had to keep pressing in. You know that there's a story that I love of yours about just, being so ruthless in your trust of God. Would you share that one as well?
2: Yes. When I was in the process of going through a divorce, I was just reaching for God and in, in so many ways. So I went to a conference uh, that was given by a ministry called Fellowship of the Sword. And they have a, a six day women's conference called Heart Quest. It's time alone with God where you just can get really clear and be. Re- it was just a wonderful thing. So there was. Towards the end of it, I still wasn't getting my certainty. I wasn't getting my clarity on what I was supposed to do. And I really decided I'm not leaving here. I am going to fight for getting clarity with God on this. And I know God loves me. And I know he's got the clarity available for me. And I, I'm i going to just press in into him. I'm going to press in. So I went down this rock stairway. It's this beautiful wooded home outside of. Austin. And there was a a creek running through this big wooded section and these beautiful rock stairs that went down to the creek. So I went down, I got my Bible, I sat on those rock steps, and I'm like, okay, we're going to do some battle here. I I just was like, God, I am not letting go. I am not letting go until you bless me, until you give me clarity, because you know my heart. Like, I want to follow you. And you have to show up and you have to give this, you have to show me what to do. And so I just kept staying there and just pleading and praying. I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna leave until you give me clarity. <laughs> so I'm just not leaving. So, <laughs> so I sit there for a long time and I'm reading the Bible. And this beautiful the scripture um, is right there that I'm reading. And what the Father helped me see in that moment was that my breakthrough was that I never felt like I could really run to the Father and jump up in His lap when I was going through a really hard time that was just messy. I felt like I needed to be clean. I needed to have my ducks in a row. I needed to have my life in order before I could jump up in His lap, and He was going to wrap His arms around me. And in that moment, it got very clear for me that God wanted me to run to Him, jump up in His lap, and let Him wrap His arms around me in the middle of my mess. Mm. And He And he, in that moment, when I got that from the scripture I was reading, uh, this beautiful wind goes rushing through the trees and the leaves move. And I was so like, felt like in that moment, I actually experienced the Holy Spirit just like, encourage me, comfort me and say, exactly. You got it, girl. You come jump up in my lap in the middle of your mess. Anytime I'm here and I'm God and I've got you and we can do this. And it was just, oh, so those those times when we don't know exactly what to do, that's the best place to stay, you know, is just right in the Father's lap, in the middle of everything. Amen. Oh, I
1: love that story. I could hear it yeah. over and over again because, you know, I was thinking to myself, okay, why do I want Lisa to share this? And first of all, I told everybody in the beginning she was a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've heard that.
1: (laughs) And um, I love your boldness of, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. The woman Mm -hmm. with the issue of blood had the same fervor. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacob had the same um, fervor when he was wrestling with an angel of the Lord in the forest. I think someone listening needs permission to be bold. Mm. I just think that there is someone who has been holding back for whatever reason in their pursuit of God. And, you know, wipe wipe Jesus' feet with your hair right now, whatever it is, Mm. like do it. And (laughs) let's stop being cute and pretty and get real with God because what he has for us is worth it. And what he has for you is worth it, but sometimes we we cut ourselves short because we're not willing to just press in, surrender everything, and let him do what he wants to do anyway.
2: And I agree, wow <laughs> yeah let's I think we're just going to let that sink in into that person yeah. that needs to hear that right now. I completely agree yeah. Yeah,
1: cuz I'm like I'm thinking to myself, why do I why is it so important? And you know, maybe I need to hear it. Maybe I'm the person. I don't know and it only God knows, but I just love how faithful he is um that he he's there. He told us that he would never leave us or forsake us and and like what you were saying earlier about how we tend to think that we need to be clean before we come to him. We need to be Perfect, or have our ducks in order, we need to you know we can't have laundry spilling over in
2: the laundry room, like he doesn't care about those things. no, no, he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> almost I think he specializes in messy people, yeah um yeah that's what that's what I feel i'm like okay i I'm, I'm in the messy people club you know it's it, I've been there
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know, what else is on your mind? Because I know you love Esther. Um, is there any anything you want to share just about if someone finds themselves in that point of no return? Um, any suggestions? Anything else you might want to share
2: about that? Well, I really think I have experienced that there is no point of return. Um, there is, there's always, always the option to return. Mm. Um, we we can always turn back to the father and he he has his arms wide open and he will empower the broken and he is a master at creating a solid place for the feet of the humble and so often we get humble by going through really difficult times and i think that is in what i'm doing with my work and this business i'm building that's my that is my passion and uh, the stories that we're sharing is is uh, people who have experienced brokenness genuinely and they have overcome that by knowing many of them who have the the spiritual part, by knowing how to turn back to the Father no matter what. And I do have a a quote that's real important to me, close to my heart, and it is, significance is not from what we've been through, it's who we've become because of what we've been through. Mm,
1: Amen. Say that again.
2: Significance is not, it does not come from what we've been through. Significance comes from who we've become because of what we've been through. Yes. Mm. So uh, in my life, I have taken my disappointments, my challenges, my struggles, and because I will take them to the Father and He will bless those things and is bringing incredible people to support this business. And even experiences like being being on your, your podcast here is like so awesome. It's just a God thing, left and right and left and right, because because I genuinely, genuinely have taken the things in my life that have been broken and allowed God to almost replace those broken parts with healed wounds. So that's, yeah, that's, that's my, my passion and my mission and is to help people really get clear, just like what you're doing with helping people with their spiritual authenticity, but just people, just I want people to love their life. I want people to overcome their difficulties and not hold on to things that have happened in the past to them, however difficult, but allow God to transform it into a wonderful story. And as cliche as it is, it's truly turning the lemons into lemonade with the help of God. I know, I know. I was,
1: yes, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, God has a sense of humor because
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure I'm like
1: he used your life your life experiences mm. and he knew that he was going to do this before the foundation of the world you were predestined for this so that alone just kind of like blows your mind but mm-hmm. he's using these experiences because you have a heart that is humble you have a heart that's hungry for him but your mission to inspire others, to help others take their broken pieces and bring them to God or, or rise above them, their circumstances, the fact that he would use lemonade as the metaphor for your work that you're
2: doing, I'm just like, God, you are funny. <laughs> <laughs> this funny, isn't it? <laughs> That's why I decided I better make the best tasting lemonade possible. <laughs> It's going to represent this story. (laughs) Yes. That's why it tastes so good. (laughs) Yes, it is. Honestly, I I just, yeah, a lot of praying went over, went over the top of those recipes. (laughs) Wow.
1: I love it. Well, we're going to close out in prayer in just a little bit. I want to honor your time, Lisa. Um, But let's, let's make sure people know how to follow you, where they can buy
2: Lisa's lemonade. Let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, on facebook lisa's lemonade on facebook a lot of our story is put on there and when we're in a grocery outlet that will be announced on on lisa's lemonade on facebook and also on instagram lisa's dot lemonade and we just started the twitter account as well and on lisa's Lemonade.com, it can be ordered and shipped to people's home and we're in two restaurants in dallas tipo divino on sylvan avenue and Pacific Deck Grill at 1910 Pacific Avenue, downtown. Okay, great. For my Dallas peeps, can you
1: say those restaurant names again? Because I, I think I heard a little bit of a glitch, but I want to make sure they heard them. Okay,
2: uh, on Sylvan Avenue, uh, the restaurant is Cibo Divino, and it's C-I-B-O, Divino, oh. a fabulous little Italian restaurant. Mm. And then on Pacific Avenue, it's eight, uh, 1910 Pacific Avenue, uh, Pacific Deck Grill. Okay. And, and more to come. So, yeah, follow us online. And we, we love people and we love good lemonade. So, yeah, join our family on one of those social media outlets.
1: Absolutely. Everybody, be sure you check out Lisa's Lemonade. Um, follow her on all the social media outlets. Support this business. We need more people of God, women of God, making an impact in the kingdom through their businesses. That is what being spiritually authentic is all about. There's a reason this show is called Cubicles in Christ. Um, It could be cubicles, corner offices, conference rooms in Christ. It could be warehouse factory floor in Christ. But the whole notion is that we spend so much of our time in our work or careers or businesses. And when we leave God out of it, we are missing the richness of all that he has for us. I've been there, done that. I have the t-shirt of leaving my faith at home and showing up in corporate America and not really tapping into to a higher degree, to a higher level, my faith and his guidance and his direction. You know, I would do it on the weekends. I'd do it in the evenings. I might even you know, I would I would pray on my way to work, but it was like between the, those hours of eight to five, there was this disconnect, and we need to support other people who are just so seamlessly integrating um, Christ and kingdom biblical principles into the way that they operate their businesses. So please support Lisa's lemonade. Watch out for her in future locations, grocery stores. Other restaurants, I'm sure, are to come, other markets. So we're just so excited. And I know Cubicles in Christ will definitely be following you, Lisa, and super excited to see what God does. Thank you, Kelly. I really enjoyed Thank you so much. Well, let's get ready to close out in prayer and um, we'll wrap up. So, Gracious Father, Lord, I thank you for Ruthless Trust. I thank you for Bold Faith. I thank you for the gift of Lisa sharing with us what it looks like to just go after you, pursue you with abandon. And Lord, I pray that over each of us. I ask you to give us a greater level of courage, fervor, thirst, hunger, desire for you to have you bless us, Father, and we not let go until we get what you want to give us, Father. And so, Lord, we recognize that we can't necessarily just live our lives anyway. And so if there's something that we're doing, if there's something that we're saying, if there's something that we're believing that is getting in the way from us having this relentless pursuit of you, Father, I pray that you move it out of the way right now, and I pray that you reveal it to us right now. We surrender to you today, Lord, all of our concerns, all of our fears, all of our desires, goals, ambitions, and dreams, Lord. And we just invite you, Father, to lead and guide and direct us into the passions, the passions you gave us anyway, the, the talents that you've given us. Lord, we ask you to bring us into a greater fulfillment and manifestation of the passions, talents, and strengths that you've already given us. We love you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, Lisa, again, thank you so much for being here. I've so enjoyed this and God bless you. Thank you,
0: Kelly. Me too. Great. Great. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cubicles in Christ podcast. The inspiration and wisdom doesn't stop here. Join the Cubicles in Christ community on Facebook, and let's keep the conversation going. For more ways to feed your soul and walk in purpose, connect with Kelly at imkellyjohnson.com and follow her on Facebook and Instagram.